listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski joring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. We'll hear from the leading sports dog show stars that are at the top of their game, learning training tips and get the scoop on their secrets to success. So put your paws together and give a tail-wagging welcome to your DSPN host, Lori Williams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network, right here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Laurie Williams, and I'm the owner and director of Cup and Iron Canine Fitness and Learning Center, a great facility that we have here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, where we do all kinds of activities with the owner and their dog to build a relationship. Now, I've been a dog lover all my life and involved in dog sports and performance and showing dogs and getting down and dirty with dogs, pretty much everything that you can uh, imagine. But a lot of you might know me best from last year's Greatest American Dog on CBS, where my little Maltese Andrew and I, we got all the way up to runner-up. We should have won, but that's another show. We'll get into that later. Um, We did great on the show, and we were able to show the world the great relationship you can develop with your dog. And we did that mostly through dog sports and performance activities. So that's why I want to talk to you guys about that and bring that to the world. Uh, It's the best thing that you can ever do with your dog. Now today, we're going to be talking teacup dog agility. That's right. Not only do the big border collies and Australian shepherds do agility, but you can get little teensy-eensy-weensy dogs doing agility, too. Our guest is Donnie Breeden. She is a TDAA judge extraordinaire. She's been working with little dogs for many, many years. We're going to talk to her about this wonderful venue, introduce it to you guys so we can get some of those little dogs out of the strollers and out on the agility course. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these brief messages. DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network, will be right back with more exciting action and biting commentary right after this quick timeout. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. 
every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready for game time with your DSPN host, Lori Williams. And welcome back, everybody, to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. I'm your host, Laurie Williams, and today we're talking teacup agility with our guest, Donnie Breeden. She is a Teacup Dog Agility Association judge, and she is here to spread some great information and shed some light on teacup dog agility. Hi, Donnie. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Where I am very well, and I thank you so much for being here with us today, you know, I'm so excited about this venue. It is one that uh, Andrew and I participate in, and it's one that I think a lot of people don't know about. So thank you so much for being here with us today so we can let everybody know about it. So, Donnie, before we get into it, l- let me talk to you a little bit about what dogs are you competing right now with in Teacup with? Well, right now I have a little dog that's three pounds. She's a York- <laughs> or He's a Yorkie. Uh, his name is Louie. And then I also have an up-and-coming little girl. She's five pounds. She's my moose, as I call her. She uh, <laughs> She's five pounds, and she's up-and-coming, and she's doing a good job. But okay, my little well, Louie is a champion. I mean, I mean, he's just absolutely wonderful. Now, Louie, you said, is three pounds. Yes. Okay, everybody. One. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. This is a three-pound dog. Okay, that's, you know, I buy a ground hamburger that's more than three pounds, you know what I mean? So I want everybody to really understand that a three-pound dog can do this great, these great activities on the agility course. And and you said he's a champion, too? Yes. uh, We have done AKC, and he could not do UKC because of his size. The eight-inch spreads were just a little too much for him. When agility, when DDA came along, that's where he shined. He just absolutely did a wonderful job, and that's where I show him is in TDAA. Well, let's talk a little bit about TDAA, and again, that's Teacup Dog Agility Association. That is the organization that has developed this wonderful program for the small dogs, and maybe we can give a little history of um, how long has it been around and available for as a venue okay. for agility. Bud Houston had invented it or created it. And he's, uh, I thought he was a wonderful guy to, to do this for me. I, I, I feel it's just for me because of my dogs. The first, uh, first trial was in Lenexa, Kansas. It's uh, just the outsides of Kansas City. And it was in um, '02. Then after that, the second one was uh, at Bud Houston's place. Uh, his facility, and it was in... In Ohio, right? Yeah, in Columbus, Ohio. I can't say enough about it because, like I said, my three-pound dog is just is excelling in it, and he, she, he's just having a wonderful time, and so am I. Well, that's um, great. I, want, I wanted to touch on... Um, you, you mentioned a couple of other um, agility organizations or venues, mm-hmm. if you will. You mentioned the AKC, which a lot mm-hmm. of people are probably familiar with. That's the American right. Kennel Club. And then you mentioned UKC, the United Kennel Club, that's a little bit less familiar in some areas. Right. Now, they have agility that I think has been going on for 
probably since about the late eighties. I, I don't have um, the yeah, exact. I don't date. have. Yeah, I don't have the correct dates for them. But yeah, about that. Yeah, probably um, about the, the late eighties, and and they have the large pieces of equipment. And right. again, let's let's go back to your little guy who's three pounds. Okay. The AKC, the A frame alone. What is it? It's nine well, foot. It's, yeah, it's a nine foot A frame in AKC. It's eight mm-hmm. foot in UKC. Okay. Um, but he just he. I mean, we got titles all the way up, to, you know, to excellence. But then the A frame became nine foot, and it was just way too much. Where it compared to the TDAA, where it's only six foot eight, they're scaled down. I mean, all the equipment is scaled down in TDAA for the smaller dogs. The A frame, right. the dog walk is lower. Um, the teeter is only eight foot. Um, the the tunnels. Everybody says when they see a course from TDAA, they look. Oh, look how cute it is because. It has little bitty equipment and right. little, bitty, little bitty tunnels that are only 16 inches in diameter, you know, and most big dogs can't get through them. But uh, that is one of the biggest uh, comments that you hear first when they step into the room and they see this course how set out. Oh, how cute this is. <laughs> exactly. Until they, until they get onto the course itself, and then it's very challenging. Um, they're used to, you know, if they do the other venues, they're used to the, the equipment being spread out 15, 20 feet, mm-hmm. anywhere from 8 to, oh, 10, 12. And, uh, you know, when you're running along, that 8, 10, 12 comes up on you really fast. You know, the next obstacle comes up on you really fast when you're doing that. Sure. It's a little bit different in your timing when you're, when you're running it. And, um, you know, really, just to put it into perspective... And and I get into this conversation with people quite a lot, and I know you did happen to watch Greatest American Dog. Yes, we I did. <laughs> and and this is one of the things that I was trying to impress upon the producers and and the judges. You know, it's not a matter of whether a small dog can do it. Yes, a small dog can do those other obstacles but and i'm referring to the akc or the the regular size obstacles sure you can train a five pound dog to do it um to go up the nine foot a frame absolutely you can but here's what my my issue is mainly but is it a level playing field when you have the same obstacle that's required for a dog that is five times smaller than the other. That's what I'm... I'm looking for more of a level playing field, and that's what I feel TDAA presents for the smaller dog. It's more of a level playing field. It's, and, and not only that, the, it's safer. You know, if a three-pound dog falls off the top of a nine-foot A-frame, that's one thing. A, you know, a very agile uh, 50-pound border collie who basically bounces, if they fall, if they fall off, that's another thing entirely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, we have the TDAA. I'm expecting one, one day for somebody to come up with a, a GDAA or Giant Dog Agility Association because I kind of feel the same way about the giant breeds as well, the St. Bernard's, the, the um, Great Danes, the... Um, you know the giant breeds; they have difficulties right. as well. So, yeah, anyways. I agree with you completely. It's, yeah, and that's what uh, it, it, it does. It gives it gives the small dogs the challenges of a border collie that they would have exactly border collie in their venue as it would with ours. There you go, and that's a great way. And and you're and that's the equipment. Mentioning the equipment being cute, it's adorable. It is. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's people adorable. look at it and they say, "Oh, how cute!" Um, it's you know, of course, colorful, just like the other agility. But yeah. you're right. The little tiny tunnels, the little a lot of we we get a lot of um, comments about the uh, tire. 
because yeah. they, that's very cute. Yeah, they'll look at that, yeah, and I'll go, oh, is that really right, you know? <laughs> because the tire in an AKC, it's four inches in diameter. Right. Whereas a tire in TDAA can be as small as two inches in diameter. Okay. So you look at it, and, you know, it does. It, it's it's really a big change. It is, and 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 like you said, it's very cute. But then, yeah. once the competition starts right. and they see these little dogs whipping through the course, you're right. These are, you know, border collies in little tiny bodies. You know what exactly. I mean? So, it, it is, it's really great. Now, let me talk a little bit about, you judge all over the country. Um, mm-hmm. The TDAA, I'm sure, has grown quite a bit. And, um, you know, we're trying to get it in. It started in our area of, um, the, you know, kind of the mid-Atlantic, Washington, D.C., Maryland, um, Virginia area. But as you're traveling around the country, are, are you seeing more and more people taking to it, more and more entries? What, what is it? How is it growing that you can tell? Oh, yeah, because, uh, well, I'll take an example with Billings. Well, not Billings, but um, Bozeman, Montana, last year. I, I, I judged one of them, but judged out there. And this year, there are two trials out there this year. So, and then over in in uh, Wisconsin, there were one trial up there, and now there's like four different clubs that wow. are having trials. It's just growing like leaps and bounds. It's just, you know, it's uh, it's something that, the public needed, or as, as, how would I put it, the the dog world, the small dog world needed absolutely. because we we wanted to play agility. Mm-hmm. We love the game. We absolutely love being associated or playing with our dogs and stuff. We had no place to go, but Houston made this place to go, and it's just absolutely wonderful. I can't say you know anything nicer about the uh, the organization other than I play it all the time. It's um, very safe for my dog it's very doable for my dog and it's uh, a lot of fun I, I and wholeheartedly agree. And, and again, let's let's put credit to Bud Houston. And he actually, I had him as a guest um, here on Pet Life Radio. So Bud Houston is the creator, originator mm-hmm. of um, Teacup Dog Agility Association. So we definitely big, big thanks um, to him for getting this yeah. started. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, that was one of Andrew and my mission. That was one of the reasons we went on that um, wacky show to begin with, was we <laughs> wanted to show people that, you know, you can have a little tiny dog and you can still do all the other activities with your dog. You know, my teacup is right up our alley for sure. You know, one thing about the uh, the equipment, again, that I, I definitely want to emphasize to people is the safety of it because I do have a lot of people with smaller dogs who come to our facility who are a little bit tentative to putting their dogs on the equipment, and teacup is going to open up, you know, make them feel a little bit more comfortable, right. again, uh, you know, of the safety issues that they um, are concerned about with the regular-sized equipment. So I'm hoping that as more people learn about teacup that uh, it's going to really, really continue to catch on. Can you explain a little bit um, about the different titles that a dog can achieve in teacup? Well, we have different levels. We have a games title and we have a standard title. Um, our titling is, um, you know, you get the three qualifying runs, you move to the next one, and on up. And then when you get into the superior, there's um, beginner, intermediate, and superior. When you get into your superior and you get your superior title, then you can work for what they call a TAM, Teacup Master Agility, uh, Teacup Agility Master, sorry. Okay. <laughs> and then you can also go for Team Egg, which is, now I can't remember, Teacup Games Master game, Team Egg and Tams. Then uh-huh. are ones that you get 10 
qualifying runs, and then you can get one of these titles, and then it goes on and up. Each 10 that you get, you can get another title. Then uh-huh. there's also another title that you can get, and it's called a TAC, T-A-C-H. What that is is you get 10 in, in games and 10 in your standard, three wins in, in the games and three wins in standard. Okay. And then you get what you call a TAC. And then you can go up to the next level would be 15 games and five wins and 15 wins and, or 15 qualifies. And it goes up and up and up and up. And okay. so you can, you can, each TAC gets harder and harder and harder. And okay. the other venues where it's the same, same, same. I was going to say, the teacup, it sounds like teacup titles are just as complicated yes, as they are. titles in the other venue. It, and, I think, just, and I don't think I quite explained them correctly, but, you know. Well, um, it does get complicated, but, but yes, let's just suffice to say that it starts at the beginner level. And um, one thing I do like about the beginner level, you know, with people who do some basic training, get some basic obedience training, introduce the obstacles. Now, the beginner level does not include weaves. Is that correct? Correct. They do not okay. have weaves. In the standard. And, and the weave poles are, are kind of a bone of contention for people. It's one that it's something that does take um, sometimes longer for people to train their dogs on. So okay. the um, the teacup beginner level does not include weaves, whereas it is included in AKC and UKC. Their right. beginner level, if I if I'm not mistaken. So so that's one difference. Can you think of any other major differences that would be pertain to the beginning levels? You don't really have a big difference. You still have all the contacts that you need. Right. Uh, jumps the. There isn't as many obstacles. There's not as many challenges in the mm-hmm. in the course design. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be part of the part of the differences between the level, you know, the higher levels. Um, I was told at one judge's clinic that the beginning courses should be just a test to see if the dog will do the equipment and follow the handler. It could be a very simple, smooth running course, which that's usually what they are. Now, in TDAA, you have to be clean to get your qualifying score. That means you then make no mistakes. But other, like, not in the other venues where the refusals are called everywhere. You know, if you go past a jump, it's a refusal or something like mm-hmm. that. We don't have that. The mm-hmm. dog can run around a jump, then jump it correctly, and it's just wasting time. Right. Um, we do have the four paw rule in the beginning level. That way, if when the dog gets up on all four paws on one of the contacts, you know, he jumps off, that's a safety thing. They have to go on. In intermediate and superior, that's when the refusals are called only that's when on they come contacts. In, right. Only on contacts, not on okay. leaves, not on jumps, not on tunnels or anything else. Gotcha. So there are some differences in the rules. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and I do think that some of the differences, I, I believe, are made to the benefit of the smaller dog, which is good because that's what yeah. we—that's what we want to do. That's what Teacup is all about—is getting uh, people with the smaller dogs out there and competing rather than discouraging them. Um, right. I would like to definitely talk a little bit more about some specific training tips, maybe some ways that people can get started in teacup. But we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break and hear from our sponsors. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. ESPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network, will be right back with more exciting action and biting commentary right after this quick timeout. Greetings, human. What planet am I? 
am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready for game time with your DSPN host, Lori Williams. And welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. I'm Laurie Williams, your host, and today we have Donnie Breeden. She's a judge for the Teacup Dog Agility Association, that's TDAA, and we're sitting here discussing Teacup Dog Agility, which is for small dogs. You know what, Donnie, one thing we did not mention, you know, we mentioned your dog being uh, three pounds and you having a five pound, and, and I'm doing it with, actually, just started my three pound Maltese. His name is Jeffrey. The world doesn't know Jeffrey yet. He hasn't had his breakout uh, <laughs> appearance yet, and then, of course, a lot of people do know Andrew. Andrew's about seven and a half pounds, my Maltese, but it's not about the poundage. Let's talk about really the size requirement. It's uh, what is actually the size requirement for dogs to participate? Okay, a dog in, in TDAA has to be 17 inches at the withers okay. and under. Um, they can be as short as possible, and mine are six and a half, so right. one of the smallest ones. Uh, but any in that range, anything under 17 inches and under, uh, that includes Small Shelties, mixed, lots of mixed, mixed breeds. Poodles, yeah, there's a lot. Yorkies. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just uh, corgis have really taken over our sport. Oh, I bet. We should have banned the uh, herding breeds as well. No, I'm just, I'm <laughs> no that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, uh, they do a wonderful job. Like I said, they the Shelties, the, I think my husband, Randy Braden, he's this um, recording secretary of uh, TDAA. And he had uh, was asked one time, "What is the top breed that uh, PDAA has in their 
you know, in their registry. And the, the Shelties is the biggest one. Then the Corgis and Paps and Mixed Greeks and then the Yorkies were the fifth one. So I was kind of proud of them. <laughs> well, you know, Andrew and I, Andrew and I represent the foo foo dogs of America. So we're we're gonna get some more. We're gonna get we're gonna foo foo the teacup agility. I don't know. There's not much more foo foo you can get than Yorkies. <laughs> but I'll tell you, so. uh, the thing about the 17 inch requirement, I think that's a great thing to point out because when you when you do hear the word teacup, and and I actually have had people uh, kind of you know feel you know, get this misconception they are thinking of teensy weensy dogs and 17 right. inches you know that's a pretty substantial size dog you figure both yeah. size beagles the 13 inch and the 15 inch beagle would fit um as well as the, as you said the small shelties the um uh-huh. um all the jack russell terriers um and right. actually not just jack russells pretty much most of the short leg terriers would fit into that and some of the the longer leg i bet lake some lakelands and um right uh, Welsh Terrier would fit in there. So right. there's a it, that's going to cover a lot of breeds and a lot of the mixed breeds um, that would be, you know, considered smaller breeds, they would all fit in as well. And that's another right. great thing. Teacup allows mixed breeds, which is yeah. great. So and I forgot uh, to tell you that. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, no. I emphasize mean, that, that the mixed breeds are. We don't have, uh, it, it, you know, we don't have any registry or anything it's whatever dog that you have in your household could come up and and play which is Um, great another thing that we have is when our dogs get older Mm -hmm. our titling is continuing it doesn't put us back into a beginner type titling thing again we just go into our veteran class and we continue on our titling like we had as when when they were younger so that was always they're not like treated second class and afterwards no, oh, what's, have, what is I the have, veteran's age? Is it uh, seven, seven years eight? old? You have to be Ten. seven years old. Okay, okay. I guess I should tell you, too, um, a real important thing is to keep the playing field fair or even. Mm-hmm. We also have body exemptions. Like okay. dogs, like a dachshund, they mm-hmm. can have a body exemption because they have a long back, so they can jump jump lower. And then they're titling just like the regular doxies or any of the, anything else that they're in that particular height, jump height. We have a weight to weight to height ratio type okay. exemption. That's like great. For the bulldog. Oh, awesome! Um, yes. You know these big heavyweight dogs that really can't get up off the ground, or like a basset. Sure. They, you know they can't get up off the ground to jump the higher jumps. So we have a body exemptions. So them them alone are super unusual for our particular organization. I don't think any of the other organizations have anything like that. No, I can um, tell you that they don't, and I, I totally agree with um, that, because again, that points out that that TDAA is trying to make things as level and as fair for, for all the dogs, and believe it or not, Maltese... Not I'm sorry, I was not even I, that, but safe. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't want the dogs to jump, you know, over their shoulder height, you know, sure. or... You know, if you have a long or heavy body, it's it's hard for them dogs. It to is jump. hard. Yeah. And and I was just going to say, believe it or not, Maltese actually are a longer back dog than some of the breeds. They are a lo- little bit longer backed, and um, some of them would actually get that that length and um, height uh-huh. requirement. I know Andrew actually does. It, you know, the ones that are more in um, standard are. They're actually going to be a little bit longer back, not quite to the same extent as a dachshund, but um, they can get that exemption as well. What would you say is one of the best ways for someone who has a small dog to get started in teacup? And particularly, let's say that if they don't have a place in their area that actually has the teacup equipment. You know, actually, um, 
You would have to build it yourself probably or mm-hmm. go to the larger one, the larger classes or whatever into the night, the dynamics of how to do a teeter and, you know, the jumping and things like that. Make sure that it's low. You know, a jump is a jump regardless right. of which, how wide it is, you know. Uh, the tunnels, you know, you can buy tunnels. They're not really, ex- unex- you know, expensive. Pickup stuff is a little bit less expensive than the bigger stuff, so that was always our my a plus. But um, there is not right now anybody that has a small dog agility book. You know, I wish there was, but there isn't. If you'd like to have TDAA in your area, just contact TDAA. I'm sure there's somebody that would like to come and help you out. You know, there's um, the, I guess, TDAA.com. Go to the website, and there's contacts, and anybody on there would absolutely help you. And the website does have the specs for building the equipment as well. Yes, they do. In fact, they actually have a step-by-step how to make them and what you need, material lists and everything like that. So that's always really good. And I'm glad you did mention, you know what, and even if they don't have teacup in their area, you know, I would still say to go ahead and seek out whatever opportunities you have for even the you know regular size agility just make sure that the instructor is a you know conscious of keeping it safe for your dog you know a jump is a jump you know you're going to jump the same height it'll be a little bit wider of the jump you know a little bit wider but that's not that big of a deal the height and then you know make sure they keep the equipment low enough that it's safe for your dog you know because really I'm a big proponent of getting a little bit of obedience training and a little bit of um, foundation training before you get your dog up on equipment anyway. So, you know, people really want to work on that, getting attention, getting a good recall. All of those are things that you can learn anywhere. It doesn't matter if they're doing specifically teacup specifically you can learn that anywhere and you know what get more little dogs in the class you know recruit other people because (laughs) maybe if they get more people more little dogs they'll you know whatever facility or training center that you're going to maybe they'll get the equipment well that you can train together too it's it's easier not have to put jumps up and down when you're training with somebody that jumps the same height Uh, another thing if you go to the larger dog type facilities to learn how to do agility you know the handling maneuvers are the same it's just yes. the timings are a little bit different for um you know the teacup uh, courses than they would be for the other ones right but you know the handling is you know the front cross is the front cross the back cross sure, is the back cross you know and so you can learn them type things with the bigger thing you know the bigger venues that's uh, that's how i have to do it uh, we don't have actual tdaa classes in my mm-hmm. area we just have I have I have trials of my own. My dog my my uh, club is called Dinky Dogs Agility. I do have trials and I do train like in my backyard, and people come over and train with us. But we don't have an actual class class, you know, like it at our training facility that I actually teach agility for. I wanted to point out that uh, teacup is kind of. A- family affair in, with you guys. You mentioned your husband is the, oh, yes. the secretary, the corresponding secretary or recording secretary? The recording, recording secretary. He um, he does the data entry for all the leg, uh, qualifying legs and things for and he sends out titles and things like and that. And he's right a now. judge as well. Yeah, yes, and, and he's also a judge and then my daughter is also a judge. Wow. So we travel a lot together and uh, it, you know, like I said, it is a family, family thing, so that's great, and that speaks volumes in and of itself, particularly if you got your daughter into it. I will tell you, I've been trying for years to get my son to follow in our 
doggy footsteps, but he still would rather play basketball. What are you going to do? You know, I, I let him. So he's, <laughs> he's a basketball star. I let him do that. But uh, now let's talk about some upcoming trials. I know you judge all over the place. So what do you have on your horizon for some trials that you're going to be judging at this summer, this spring and summer? I have a lot. <laughs> you if do. I don't judge, my husband judges, and I have right. to follow my daughter, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I will be heading to Georgia next. I'm from Illinois, and I'll be okay. heading for Georgia next in a couple weeks. Um, now, which part of Georgia? Caterville. Okay. Caterville, Georgia. Now, do you know how, is that near Atlanta, or is it not, sorry, not on I that area? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Uh-oh. know yet, because it's a couple weeks off, so I haven't really looked into it yet. Okay, I am Caterville, in- Georgia. Okay. Two weeks I will be in, uh, just went out of my head, um, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, okay. Right, we'll be in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, in a couple weeks we also will be up in Michigan. I'm sorry, okay. Michigan, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, and, okay. Yeah, up by Dubuque. At Dubuque, Dubuque okay. Uh, you know, it's, where else am I going to be? In Florida, I'll be in Florida in, in July. And you forgot Virginia in June. Oh, yes, I'll be in Virginia in June. I just figured you already promoted <laughs> that one. But, yes, our listeners know. we will so, be there. <laughs> we will be in the, the Washington, um, D.C. area in June. So, so okay, so we had Georgia to Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, all the way up to Wisconsin. Um, and then you mentioned Michigan and then back to Washington, D.C. I'll tell you, and that's just between you and your husband. There are lots of other judges. Oh, there's lots, lots of other judges, trials. yeah. Lots yeah, of trials there's... going on. Um, uh-huh. We're going to direct everybody to uh, the website in a second. I also wanted to talk a little bit about the biggest competition of the year, um, which I guess would be kind of like your nationals or so whatever. That's nationals. That's the Petit Paris. It's going okay. to be the second week of October. We have some fantastic games and, and challenging courses, I'm sure, that's going to be there. It's just a fun. If anybody has ever done any TDAA at all, they should go to it. It is just so much fun to meet all kinds of people from the United States, you know, from New York to Oregon to, you know, Washington. You get to meet everybody, and it is so much fun. Where is it going to be held this year? It's going to be in Racine, Wisconsin. Okay. And... It's and going to be the, oh gosh, it went out when, it's the second weekend of October. Yeah, October 9th through the 11th. Yeah, I think you had the actual date. Yeah. But it, it, it it's just a fun thing. Like I said, um, they, all the top PDAA dogs are there, and you get to see some really good, really good handlers. You get to see some really bad handlers because we're invited everybody that has ever done a PDAA trial. So if you're not ready for it, don't worry about it. Go have a good time. Run your dogs and just treat it like another another trial. It is, um, you know, they have vendors. They have activities. We have what they call a team competition on Friday night, oh, which wow. is hilarious because we get teamed up with people we don't know, of course. Uh. And uh, then we play this crazy game, and we just just laugh. It's, it's just it's really funny. Yeah, so that's the Petty Prix, and that's Petit in uh, October 9th through 11th Racine, in Racine, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So that's one really big one. But again, in between now and then, there's literally, you know, well, dozens of um, competitions, um, trials all mm-hmm. over the country. So mm-hmm. definitely everybody should go to the TDAA website, and the actual address is K9TDAA. So that's k 9 tdaacom That's the 
website and click on the calendar of events and you can see everything that's coming up um, in the next few months. I think really they have the calendar from now all the way through the end of the year, so people can definitely check that out. And keep checking because more gets added each week or so. They do. They, They continually add more trials as they become approved. I wanted to also let you get in the name of your um, your group or your training group that puts on trials to make sure everybody can look for you guys. Well, I am Diggy Dogs Agility. Okay. Okay, great. And you, you put on your own trials as well. Mm-hmm. I have great. them in May and July, and I usually try to have one in in the winter, usually in February. Okay. And, you, what do, and I don't even know if we said your location. Is your location? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in Peoria, Illinois. Okay, in, in Illinois. So, tons of things going on in your area. And we, Donnie mentioned Florida and Georgia. So, there's a lot going on down in the South. We're just getting things up and rolling here in the Virginia and Washington, D.C. area. But I definitely wanted to mention there are people, um, there's groups up in Pennsylvania um, and New York that are doing a teacup agility trial so it's pretty much it's spreading throughout the country um i know arizona's got some trials um i'm not sure about california but i'm betting yeah, they probably california's the one that we haven't gotten gotten promoted we haven't gotten california okay haven't you guys that like, one yet okay you guys out in california this is yeah, get know, busy. <laughs> it's a call out to you because texas i mean uh, you know up in uh Wisconsin, the west Michigan, south dakota yes. colorado um i can almost count on my fingers the ones that we don't have clubs in, there's not very many, and we'd like to get them promoted and get some get some trials over there too. But it's Great. a commitment, and you know, it's it's hard sometimes. It is, but it's a, this is a um, activity that I just think um, we need a little oh. bit more awareness. Um, when I Andrew and I were just recently at a pet expo, and I will tell you, I sat back and I kind of just watched the different people with their dogs. It was a pet expo, and there was overwhelmingly more people with dogs in strollers and bags and backpacks because they were, they, they're getting their dogs out. They obviously love traveling with their dogs, love being with their dogs. Well, this is just another extension of that. And I just think they don't know that this is available. And it, and I think once we really get the word out and get a little bit, you know, hey, Animal Planet, put a teacup competition on so that people know that this is available. And I bet you people are going to be taking their dogs from the stroller right onto the agility course. That's what Well, I've seen that when they took them out of the stroller and right into the ring so that, you know, we can still have our little dogs to carry around and love and have little things, but they can really work too. Absolutely. That's and that's the mantra right there. You know, you're, we have little dogs because of the wonderful gifts that you can get from little dogs. So, but that doesn't mean they don't that they have to miss out on these other activities as well. So, um, I, you know, we really thank uh, Houston for creating the organization. We thank you, Donnie, and your whole family for um, the judges for getting out there and keeping this rolling. The clubs and the groups that are putting on the trials and uh, and definitely thank you so much for you know taking some time with us today to shed some light on this great venue. It's my honor. Uh, well, thank you for word, thank you, know? you for having you know thank you for you know having the time to to do this you know that's what DSPN is all about you know the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Thank you to all our listeners. We want 
the best for you and your dogs. We want to present uh, safe, fun activities that you can do with your dog, help build the relationship. I always say that people who have the best relationships with their dogs, they keep their dogs forever. You know, we never have to worry about get them giving up their dogs. And that's one of the things that we really, really are pushing for. So thank you to all our listeners. We will definitely look forward to having another great guest with us on our next show, bringing more activities from all different things, from sports to performance to dancing with your dog to your dog being a model to all sorts of things that you could do with your dog. And I'm Laurie Williams, and I'm wishing you happy training and pooch smooches till next time. Ladies and gentlemen. Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed touring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.